booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Today, we have one job and only one job. A rare, unified, bipartisan showing in Florida as President Biden visits hurricane-ravaged areas. A slain FDNYMS lieutenant promoted to captain during her funeral services yesterday. An appeals court rules against the Obama-era DACA program. Expect increases in gas prices. OPEC countries have agreed to decrease oil production. A lawsuit settlement's been reached between actor Alec Baldwin and the family of a cinematographer he accidentally shot and killed on the movie set of Rust. President Joe Biden in hurricane-ravaged Florida Wednesday. POTUS joined by Governor Ron DeSantis in hard-hit Fort Myers. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell, Republican Senators Rick Scott and Marco Rubio, and other local officials joined the President and First Lady at Fisherman's War for an operational briefing putting bipartisan differences aside. Here's Florida Governor DeSantis. I think one of the things that you're seeing in this response, we are cutting through the bureaucracy. We are cutting through the red tape, uh, and that's from local government, state government, all the way up uh, to the president. So we appreciate uh, the, the team effort. Ian made landfall as a Category 4 hurricane, resulting in more than 100 deaths. Hundreds of thousands remain without power in Florida. It's the deadliest hurricane to hit Florida since 1935. Family, friends, and colleagues bid a final farewell Wednesday to FTNY EMS Lieutenant Allison Russo-Elling. Russo-Elling, a 911 first responder, was randomly stabbed to death in Astoria, Queens, last week. She was posthumously promoted to the rank of captain during ceremonies at the Tilla Center for the Performing Arts in Brookville. That's in Nassau County. Russo's father, Frank, spoke during services. She was such a beautiful person. He killed her and tore the whole of our hearts and all her colleagues. Only time we hope will fill the void with the memories of her service and kindness to help those in need. Russo Elling was only several months away from retirement. 34-year-old Peter Zisopoulos is charged with murder and weapons possession in her death. He remains at Bellevue Hospital and has not yet been medically cleared for arraignment. On protests there, DACA protesters, that's from 2017, a federal appeals court Wednesday said the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals or DACA policy violates U.S. immigration law. It's an Obama-era program protecting some 600,000 immigrant dreamers who lack legal status and are protected under DACA from deportation and also issued work permits under that program. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals concluded that the Obama administration did not have the legal authority to create DACA back in 2012, which was done by memo instead of a rule open to public comments. The appeals court, however, left DACA in place for current beneficiaries. The government, however, will not approve first-time DACA applications. The appeals court sent the case back to a judge tasking him with reviewing regulations that the Biden administration unveiled this August to address the legal challenges over the Obama administration's decision to create DACA through a memo instead of a rule open to public comment. 
Regulations are currently slated to go into effect on October 31st. Well, the OPEC Alliance of Oil Exporting Countries decided Wednesday at their meeting in Vienna to sharply cut oil production due to declining prices by 2 million barrels a day. This drop in production is expected to hurt a struggling global economy and also deal yet another blow to U.S. drivers just ahead of key midterm elections. National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby on Fox News. Disappointed by this decision at a time, Neil, when supply really matters, particularly because of the war that is waging in Ukraine. Any any cut to that supply actually just works to the benefit of Russia, who continues to try to run up the table on prices here to get more revenue to uh, to finance his war making machine inside Ukraine. So very disappointing. Oil is trading well below its summer peaks because of fears that major global economies such as the U.S. or Europe will sink into recession due to high inflation, rising interest rates and energy uncertainty over Russia's war in Ukraine. The family of cinematographer Helena Hutchins shot and killed by actor Alec Baldwin on the set of the film Rust last October have now agreed to settle a lawsuit against the actor and the movie's producers, key members of the crew, alleging numerous industry violations. Hutchinson's widower Matthew announced the agreement on Instagram, although details have not yet been released. Well, President Joe Biden appeared to share a lighthearted R-rated exchange while caught on a hot mic. This happened as Biden met with Florida officials yesterday and residents affected by Hurricane Ian. Give a listen. Coming down, we appreciate it. Uh, I'll keep the <laughs> and, and I can't argue with your brothers outside the house. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. All right. Good to see you. All right. Well, Biden made that F-bomb. It was a little bit difficult to hear, but it was their comment uh, after Fort Myers Beach Mayor Ray Murphy, who you heard there, shook his hand, thanked him and told him to keep the faith. This comment came as Biden appeared alongside Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis to tour damage from last week's deadly hurricane. Not the first time that Biden's had a profanity-filled hot mic episode. As president earlier this year, the commander in chief was heard calling Peter Ducey a stupid son of a bee after the Fox News reporter asked a question about inflation. VP Harris and the director of the Secret Service have reportedly expressed concerns over an accident on Monday morning involving the vehicle that Harris was traveling in. The agency initially did not disclose details about the minor collision. According to the Washington Post, this motorcade was delayed and transporting the VP to the White House after a Secret Service agent-driven vehicle hit a tunnel curb in Washington during fog, triggering, triggering some kind of an electronic alert to agency supervisors as a mechanical failure. Twitter user Lori Jean 333 captured the incident on camera. Oh, my God. It's Kamala. Hi, Kamala. It's her. There she is. I saw her. She was in the car that crashed. And Harris was examined by medical staff and determined to be okay. Damage to the vehicle's tire was significant enough that the VP had to be transferred to another vehicle in order to complete her journey to the White House. The incident, though, has stoked some concerns about the Secret Service's move to withhold information in that electronic alert. During a speech at the American First Policy Institute Hispanic Leadership Conference in Miami, Florida, former President Donald Trump lamented the investigations against him. Trump told the audience that he's likely the most persecuted president ever. Just look at how every other president has been treated when they left office. 
They've been given all the time needed and complete deference when it came to their documents and their papers. No other president has been harassed and persecuted like we have. Trump reiterated a claim that former President Barack Obama moved more than 20 truckloads, over 33 million pages of papers, classified and unclassified, to a poorly built and totally unsafe former furniture store with no security whatsoever. The National Archives, however, moved what it said were 30 million unclassified Obama documents to a Chicago facility in 2017. And during his speech, Trump also accused the National Archives of being a radical left-run agency. Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones declined to take the witness stand in his own defense yesterday in the InfoWars host second defamation trial. The lawsuit over his claims that the Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. Standing outside the Connecticut courthouse Tuesday, Jones called the trial a fraud. He also told reporters he was likely not going to testify again because he could be held in contempt if he says he is innocent. Not to testify, but yes, no, or I don't know. And then when I try to elaborate, I'm told, shut up. They can just sit up there for hours and hours and hours with no proof and no evidence and just say anybody that ever questioned them is because of me. Jones' attorney, Norm Pattis, told the court Wednesday that Jones is boycotting the trial because he would commit perjury if he testifies under the court's orders. The defense is also trying to limit the amount of damages Jones will probably end up paying. The six-member jury expected to begin deliberating today following closing arguments. Washington, D.C., Deputy Mayor Chris Gelhart has been charged with assault and battery. The charges after he was allegedly caught on video putting his hands around the neck of a physical trainer. This happened during a fight in a gym parking lot in Arlington, Virginia, on Saturday over the weekend. Trainer Dustin Woodward of Gold's Gym shared surveillance video of this alleged incident with local media. The clip shows the deputy mayor briefly choking Mr. Woodward with bystanders, then separating the two men. The dispute reportedly started after the deputy mayor opened his car door into the parked vehicle of Mr. Woodward's girlfriend. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser refused to answer reporter questions when she was asked about the incident. I haven't seen it and I won't You're be looking com- at it now. Oh, this I actually won't. Actually, I asked you for it earlier uh, where I could review it and that's where I'll review it in my office. You can see it right now, though. We're showing but you the I'll video. Show, I'll review it in my so office. So you're going to speak with us later about this at a different time? No, actually, I probably won't. Why not? Because I asked you for some information that you had and you didn't give to me. A criminal complaint was filed against Mr. Gelhart on Monday with Arlington police leading to a warrant for his arrest. Gelhart turned himself in voluntarily and was later released pending a hearing on those charges. Well, North Korea fired two more short-range ballistic missiles into the waters off the east coast of the Korean Peninsula this morning, according to South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff. The launches follow a U.N. Security Council meeting on the country's recent launches and the U.S. redeploying an aircraft carrier off the Korean Peninsula. It was North Korea's sixth ballistic missile launch event in the past two weeks. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N. accused Beijing and Moscow of enabling North Korea's military 
after it fired two more ballistic missiles. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Justin Ellick back with sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Mets finished up their postseason prep with the 9-2 route of the Washington Nationals at home. Although the season's work did not result in an NL East division title, New York has a lot to be proud of as their win total on the year reaches 101, second most victories in a season in franchise history. Jeff McNeil didn't take a swing last night, but was still able to secure not only the National League batting title, but the Major League title as well with a season average of 326. Here was manager Buck Showalter after the game praising his second baseman for the accomplishment. Jeff, uh, that's a heck of an accomplishment. You know, he earned it all the way, all the way through thick and thin. He earned everything. You don't do something like that over those number of games without earning it, that's for sure. He took on everybody's pitcher and he's, you know, he won the batting title. Very proud of him. Up next for the Mets is a best-of-three wild-card series at home against the San Diego Padres starting tomorrow night to determine who will be moving on to face the one-seed Dodgers in the NLDS. Max Scherzer is scheduled to take the hill on that one, going up against San Diego's Yu Darvish. As for the Yankees, they fell just short of the 100-win mark on the season as they were held at 99 victories after a 4-2 loss in Arlington to the Rangers in their season finale yesterday. American League single-season home run king Aaron Judge took the day off as he and the Yanks get set now to host either Cleveland or Tampa Bay in the ALDS starting next week with Judge Riding the bench, he essentially surrendered his last shot at chasing down Minnesota's Luis Arias for the American League lead in batting average. The last leg of the triple crown that Judge had left to secure, Arias finished out the year at a 316 clip while Judge clocked out at just five points behind at 311. And looking ahead to tonight, week five of the NFL season gets underway out in Denver as the Indianapolis Colts get set to pay the Broncos a visit. Kickoff is scheduled for 815 p.m. Eastern time tonight, and the Broncos are three and a half point favorites at home. For more sports content, follow 77. WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Jessica. To have you back. Time for your financial report with Lou Dobbs. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street's rally stalls. Jobless claims forecast to rise and Twitter takeover drama goes on. Wall Street coming off its first negative session of the fourth quarter. The Dow Jones Industrials snapping a two-day win streak despite the largest intraday comeback on the index in months. Investors continue to weigh key jobs data. The labor market remains tight despite the Fed's efforts against inflation. Initial jobless claims due out. Wall Street targeting 203,000 new filings, up from 193,000 the previous week. The record Reconciliation between Elon Musk and Twitter may not keep the two parties out of court. Musk is scheduled to give his deposition that he postponed last week due to COVID concerns, despite both parties filing letters of intent to proceed with the takeover deal. Crude oil futures continue to climb after yesterday's OPEC production cuts. The world's leading oil producers agreeing to slash production by 2 million barrels a day. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures, the Dow down 82 points at 30,228, down 0.27%. The S&P's down 11 and three quarter points. The NASDAQ has dropped 31 and three quarter points. Gold up $3.90 an ounce and crude oil up 22 cents a barrel at $87.98.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, you should be seeing more cops in the subways. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. The NYPD insists extra police are on patrol following a slew of unrelated crimes in the Times Square area. The MPA running announcements like this from Police Commissioner Kashan Sewell. We have increased officers on trains and platforms so that you can ride safely. Skeptical strap hangers say more police is long overdue. Riding trains all day is very, very dangerous. It's become not weekly bi-weekly or monthly, it's become daily. The reassurance comes following the most recent incident on Tuesday night when a man was stabbed in the leg in the Times Square subway station. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. And police have arrested a man in connection with a fatal stabbing aboard an L train in Brooklyn last week. Now, the suspect is identified by cops as 43-year-old Alvin Charles, he was charged with murder on Wednesday. The victim here, 43-year-old Tommy Bailey, who was a star baseball player in high school. It happened on a southbound L train in East New York about 9 p.m. at night. Bailey, also a father of three. And police say Bailey saw the suspect disrespect a police officer at the train station platform. And they say that Bailey then approached the suspect who told him, to stop being disrespectful to the police officer, and that sparked a dispute, which then turned physical. Bailey ended up being slashed, and the alleged killer fled. There were no cameras on board that train. But last month, the MTA did announce that over the next two years, cameras will be installed in each and every car throughout the agency's fleet. A recent viral video shows a man jumping between the awnings of a building in lower Manhattan. This daredevil stunt, all part of the man's job, though, as it turns out. The video shows a man in dress pants and dress shoes on the roof of 90 West Street in the Financial District, jumping from awning to awning before opening a window and going into one of the apartments. Cinematographer Eric LeJong caught the death-defying run while filming a project in the building right across the street. Um, and the photographer asked me, you know, we might shoot in this room, like, what do you think? And so I stepped to the window to check out the light, see if the clouds were breaking, see if we're going to get direct sunlight in there. Uh, and as soon as I looked out, uh, you know, there's this guy jumping from awning to awning. I was like, yo, you guys got to check this out. You know, it's just some more weird New York going on. And Joseph Smazaski is a guy seen in the video. And turns out he's the director of operations at Standard Waterproofing, a building restoration service in the Bronx. And Zamaski said the reason he was on the roof on Monday was because there was a leak and they had removed part of the scaffolding and were making sure all was good for when the Department of Building inspectors showed up. Well, cops are looking for a man who became irate after being told to leave Congregation Talmud Torah on East 29th Street Thursday. The man allegedly attacked a superintendent and a security guard during the confrontation. Caught on surveillance, the superintendent and security guard suffered non-life-threatening injuries and are okay. Police ended up releasing surveillance footage of the suspect. 
Anybody with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS. Well, the mask mandate is back in place for parts of Rutgers University. Students and staff will once again be required to wear face coverings in libraries and also in some classrooms. We're in a conference room um, and the photographer asked me. And the mandate comes after Rutgers lifted an indoor mask mandate at all three of their campuses last week. But faculty unions quickly objected to that and then they ended up appealing. Nationwide, there are about 43,000 daily cases of COVID-19 and more than 330 deaths per day. An appellate court has refused to order an environmental impact review of those outdoor dining structures throughout New York City put in place during COVID-19 to try and save businesses. Community groups opposed to outdoor dining had filed a lawsuit, and opponents now say, though, their fight is not yet over with. Plaintiff Leslie Clark spoke to ABC7. The appellate division said, we agree with you. They brought it at the wrong time, and they did, made no comment whatsoever on the environmental impacts aspect of it. So that means, legally, is that the court left the door wide open for us to come back. Clark is one of more than two dozen New Yorkers who ended up suing New York City earlier this year, compelling it to conduct an environmental impact review before the council passes proposed legislation to make outdoor or roadway dining permanent. It's still under consideration. A New York appeals court ruled the issue was not ripe for judicial review at this time. They said given the remaining legislative and administrative steps that must be taken by New York City before the permanent outdoor dining program is finalized. New York Comic Con begins this morning at the Jacob K. Javits Convention Center right here in Manhattan, featuring guests from all across the pop culture spectrum. About 200,000 visitors are expected to attend the convention this year, where they'll catch screenings and panels and rub elbows with artists and writers behind their favorite characters. Last year, COVID-19 restrictions kept turnout to about 150,000. COVID masks will still be required this year at the Jacob Javits Convention Center for this year's New York Comic Con event. And uh, fans won't need, though, to present proof of vaccination. Just expect to have to mask up. Well, Will Smith's first movie after so famously slapping comedian Chris Rock is being released later this year. And our Jacqueline Carl has a story. I heard it myself. Slaves are free. We must get to Lincoln's army. Five days through this one. Will Smith's upcoming film, Emancipation, being released in December after originally being pushed back to 2023. The first trailer for the film was released and it stars Smith as an escaped slave. This will be the first film released for Smith since he infamously slapped comedian Chris Rock in the face at the Academy Awards. This over a joke Rock made about Smith's wife. Emancipation out in theaters on December 2nd and will be available on Apple TV Plus December 9th. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And if you missed our top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 